Okay, welcome again, everybody. Please give a warm round of applause for Apple's Jay Blonick. How is everybody? How many are here to run with us today? We got a little crew braving the run in the hot weather. Well, thank you very much for coming. We really appreciate you being here. You know, with the launch of the Apple Watch, it's represented a really unique opportunity for Apple because this is the first product we've designed that's actually worn on the body all day. So it's not only an incredibly accurate timepiece, it's also uh, providing new forms of communication. But most importantly, and the reason why we're here tonight, it's helping a lot of people live a better day by being more active. And one of the greatest parts for Apple in getting into the health and fitness space is that we're having the opportunity to meet and make new friends with experts in the health and fitness industry. And it's been incredible to learn from them, hear from them about their wisdom in the space, and uh, also get feedback um, on product development. And we're really excited to bring them out here today. These four instructors and trainers are from Equinox Fitness Clubs. Many of you know Equinox as one of the most amazing health and fitness club chains in the world. And they have an incredible watch app themselves. I'd like to bring them out one at a time. I'm going to ask them a few questions. And then you'll also get the opportunity to ask a few questions before they take us out for a run. So are you ready? So the first instructor trainer I'd like to bring out, she is a renowned celebrity trainer. And she was selected as Southern, one of Southern California's best group fitness instructors. Could you please help me welcome to the stage, Natalie Eco. She is a former professional dancer and she is an expert in Pilates, bar, and yoga. Could you please help me welcome to the stage, Frances Flores. He has been featured on the cover of Runner Rule magazine five times, which I think is maybe a record. And he is the developer of Equinox Precision Running Program. Could you please help me welcome to the stage David Seek. She has been seen on the cover of many fitness magazines and is the star of many best-selling health and fitness videos. She was also selected as the Global Fitness Instructor of the Year by IDEA, which is the largest health and fitness membership organization in the world. That just happened three weeks ago, so she's still on a high from that. If you could help me welcome to the stage, Amy Dixon. I feel fitter already with you guys here. I've already told them I'm going to be the slow one on the run. So how are you guys feeling? Good? Great. Awesome. So I have a couple of questions for you. I'm going to start down at the end, and uh, hopefully this will spark some of your thinking, and I want you to prepare your questions for these guys as well. But I'm sure a lot of people would be very interested in knowing not only the workout that you like, but actually what you like to do to stay active that doesn't seem like traditional fitness? Like, what's your perfect day being active outside of that? Great question. Um, I love martial arts, mixed martial arts, boxing, all that stuff. And I have a niece who, uh, since the age of three, has learned how to kickbox and to grapple. So, <laughs> auntie, come on, let's, wor let's work out, let's grapple. So she'll just, we will go at it forever if, if I don't tell her, let's stop, and I have to actually kicker, push kicker to get off of me. It, it, my heart rate will be up. That little girl, she will not stop. And my favorite workout is anything boxing because it just, 
I feel empowered. I feel like a rock star. I feel like a superhero. And I always, when my clients come to me and they're like, I'm feeling really stressed today. I got to hit something. Put on those gloves. And by the end of the workout, they're feeling amazing. They feel, they feel great. So, so it's a de-stressor. And stress relief. Yes. Yeah. Stress relief for sure. And you feel like a superhero. <laughs> so, how, so how about you, Francis? For me, it would definitely be anything that gets me outside. So hiking, walking on the beach. Um, I hike a lot at Runyon Canyon. I live really close to it. And to me, it's the perfect quick getaway from a hustling city that you can just go up, be in nature for a little bit, and then go back to your schedule. And as far as my workout, it would be yoga for sure. It's, I mean, it's my thing. Um, I used to dance, so it's kind of like the closest thing for me. You dance or you move through the movements in a flowing matter, and it just feels great. Now, for anyone visiting internationally, and they might just be in Santa Monica, Runyon Canyon is where, and what's the special thing about Runyon Canyon that also makes it really cool? The special thing that you see celebrities, maybe, well, every celebrities, once in a while? Dogs. There's <laughs> oh, the dogs. dogs. <laughs> oh, yes, the puppies. Yeah, they everywhere. get priority, yeah. And celebrities, Duh. but that's just sort of but everywhere. But it's right near West Hollywood, Hollywood area. So. Great. <laughs> Now, I really want to know what you do besides running, because I just visualized that you run everywhere. He ran to here, to this thing. We had to... Yeah, I do run a lot, but... Um, and please don't laugh at me, but this is the truth. I do, like, destination workouts, living in Southern California, so I, I choose places that you can walk a lot. Um, like Disneyland. The average person walks 13 miles a day at Disneyland. I just logged 18, 18 and a half miles at Disneyland. Uh, Huntington Gardens. Um, it seems a little silly, but it's hard for me to slow down. Like, I run all the time. And so I choose places where you have to walk a lot. And uh, it's a different experience for me. And you get to see some of the most beautiful parks and, and places in Southern California. So I recommend people try that. My favorite work, oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, my visualization of you standing in a very slow line makes me happy. Oh, I stand in line <laughs> like this. Yeah. Um, my favorite workout is running on a treadmill, very specifically. So, and why a treadmill as opposed to just running outside? Um, I've been an outdoor runner my whole life, but uh, I discovered several years ago that there is no machine that is more calculable or honest than the treadmill. It's a giant computer, and I got obsessed with the data that it gives you. You can really calculate your progress and create really creative workouts. Um, it's a really addictive experience, so. Great. So Amy. Yes, so my go-to activity would be heading out to a trampoline park of some sort. I'm a former world competitive power tumbler, and don't let that scare you, but the reason I love to jump on trampolines is because it's a lot of fun, and I get to bring my kids with me. There's a lot of flexibility components, but it gets your heart rate up, and trust me, you will feel a little sore the next day. Are you the scary trick person? Like you get on it right away, it's... Absolutely, and it freaks my husband out because I work out for a living, and so he's very... He watches me the whole time so I don't injure myself. Doesn't want you to injure the no. money makers. No, yeah. not at all. And then if you were to look at the workout that I love to do because I teach a lot of group fitness classes, the one thing I love doing is by myself. So it would be heading to any health club, heading out onto the strength floor, and setting up my own circuit. So it might involve kettlebells, it'll involve boxes that I can jump on. I like to do some fun tricks, but I really like to hit it hard because I like to work out at a high intensity. Good. I'm inspired already. <laughs> okay, so my next question is, we always hear about the latest fitness trends. 
and sometimes they last like not as long as it takes you to read the article about the latest fitness trend. What are some interesting fitness trends that you are most excited about that you think are here to stay or are really valuable that someone might want to know about? Great question. I believe body weight training is important because you can do it anywhere. If you're traveling to Europe, you have no excuse not to work out wherever you go. I go on vacation, I'm still going to work out, I'm sorry. So it's vacation, but I'm still going to work out. So there's no excuse wherever you are, you don't have to worry about paying for a membership or hiring a trainer. You can do body weight training like push-ups, burpees, squats, lunges, mountain climbers, all kinds of crazy things. Surfer get-ups. There's a numerous amount of exercises that you can put together. Do each one for a minute and you'll kick your own butt and you'll be done. So, and it's also uh, metabolic. So you're going to burn a lot of calories during and after you're done. And you can move your body in so many different directions. There's so many angles that your body can move into. So it's, it's a great, great trend, I believe. And I hope it's here to stay. It should be. We've been doing it forever. So. Yeah, exactly. We were <laughs> built to do it. Yeah. Francis, how about you? For me, it would be regeneration. So the emphasis on mindful moving, um, using the tune-up balls to take care of yourselves, whether it's before or after your workouts, um, doing lots of yoga for the sake of active recovery days, Pilates, taking care of your bodies so that you can move and increase your mobility for years and years to come. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, in the running community, I've noticed a really, um, a really great new trend in that I think there's a new runner that didn't exist before, and I know some of you here, I see you, um, where you don't have to run to train for the race. You don't have to compete to win the Ironman. It's great to run these races, but I'm noticing that a lot of people are running for the sake of running. And this is back to that, we have so many different ways to, to collect our data now that it's created this new kind of drive for people where it's very personal. It's this, I know what my mileage is going to be or I know this creative workout that I'm gonna do instead of, oh, I've gotta train today because I have a race coming up or I have to train because I have to lose weight. It's a whole different reason for running. It's back to that, that, that really old fashioned love of running. And I notice it bubbling up and running um, a lot right now. So it's very cool. The fitness runner. The fitness runner. Yeah. All right, Amy? That's great. So I would say rowing, which has been around since the Vikings. And with our community now, when it comes to fitness, it's starting to become one of the best cardiovascular workouts that you can do. It doesn't put a lot of stress on your body. If you guys are looking around, there's tons of pop-up studios that you're seeing right and left. And I'm seeing a lot of our members at our club get on a rowing machine and really get a great workout. So even for beginners? Even for beginners. Anybody can do it. Okay, so I'd like to know what you think the biggest mistake people make with fitness programs. So they're trying to see success, but you discover that this is something commonly that they do that jeopardizes that success. Oh yeah. Cardio queens, people who don't have enough variety. If all you're doing is cardio, come on now. First of all, you're gonna slow down your metabolism because you're burning muscle. You gotta lift some weights, ladies. Pick up the weights, please. More than three pounds, come on. Let's go. Variety is so important if you want to be fit, you want to be lean. I'm 47. My metabolism is not going to go anywhere. I'm sorry, because I'm trying really hard to keep it up as high as I can. So variety. Don't just keep doing the same thing. Your body won't like you for that. Variety. Strength training. Anything. Just do something else. 
But don't stop doing cardio either, though. <laughs> don't stop doing cardio, though. It's important. It's important. <laughs> Hardcore trainer, do this, but don't stop doing that. I'm pretty much going to do whatever you tell me to do, okay, just yeah. so we're clear, at least for tonight. Yes, hour. exactly. <laughs> You're in charge, yes. Francis. Um, what I've seen around a lot is just setting yourself up not for success but to fail at something that you're not familiar with by just putting thoughts in your head that are going to set you up for to fail um just so negative talk um if you're not familiar with a particular workout and you want to try it but then you just think that you can't because you're not strong enough then you just don't ever try it and you don't give your bodies the opportunity to grow and to learn new things Sometimes the thing that you end up loving the most is the thing you were most afraid to try, right? Exactly. So. David, how about you? I would say that it's consistency. It's binge working out, going to one little special place that you love going to once every 10 days and, and running yourself or working yourself into the ground is not going to change your body. It's probably going to hurt you more than it's going to help you. Consistency is everything. So that, that moment where you... You know, every 10 days, I, I ran on a 12.5 on a treadmill for seven seconds. You didn't really win. The person that maybe only ran at a speed of six, but did it four days that week, they won that race. So it's those little silent victories in consistency. And all, for me, I believe that in all genres of fitness, that lifestyle is what really can change your life, not, not binge working out. That's a great one. So I would say the all or nothing approach, which means... If you think you don't have 60 minutes, you just don't do anything. And my friends, 10 minutes goes a long way. Anything you do, whether it be five minutes, you head up a flight of stairs, you decide to walk down the promenade instead of, instead of not walk down the promenade, my friends, any amount of exercise counts. It doesn't have to be 60 minutes. So don't throw off the whole day just because no. you can't do what you had planned. It's great. Okay, so... Highest level fitness tip you can think of that can make you healthier? Like what's the thing if, if I'm just getting started or even if I've been going at it for years, what's like the, your go-to tip that's like something people can just do that's easy to fit into their life that makes them healthier? Maybe not fitter, but it's simple and easy. I would say spiralizing and some people are like, huh, what? Uh, there's a machine that can make noodles out of, from vegetables into noodles. So I do that all the time. Um, it's great. So zucchini, for example, and there's something I like called miracle noodles. I don't eat pasta. I, I do gluten-free by choice, so I'm sorry, although pizza's good. But, you know, you can have your vegetables in so many various ways now, so it's awesome. So I heard about this backstage. So yeah. I get to turn my vegetables into my pasta that yes. I'm not supposed to eat. Yes. Shazam. Yes. That's a good gig. Fewer yes. calories and less Say it fat. again so they hear what the word is. Spiralizing. There we go. <laughs> yes. David and I were having problems pronouncing it earlier, so. Francis. Um, just as simple as carrying water with you all day long. From the moment you get up, have that water bottle and carry it with you. Exactly, good example, Jake. Um, and that's just gonna encourage you to keep drinking, keep hydrated, flush out toxins, and all that good stuff. Uh, I would say, uh Little changes, little tiny changes in your diet add up to a really big thing. One really creative, easy thing for people to do is choose a red apple over a green apple. Choose red cabbage over green cabbage. Vegetables that are really high in color, so purple and reds, they have infinitely more antioxidants, riboflavins, isoflavins, these things that help you combat 
um, free radical damage. So they're really, really healthy for your cells, and it's a big difference. Enjoy a green apple, but one of my favorite tricks for a runner is a great snack after a workout or a run is a deep red apple. It's very, very good for you. You, you called it the purple meal? Uh, yeah, I do a purple meal. <laughs> It's I about green leaf. This is the first time I've heard about the purple meal. I know. Meal. I, I created my own personal purple meal I do once a week. And it's just, it's a salad. It's purple cabbage, red apples, red grapes, a little chicken breast. Um, but I feel, so, I'm, I'm not making this up. I feel so good the next day after it. It's a very healthy way to get natural raw antioxidants. That's the best way to get them is from raw natural foods. It's very, very healthy and it tastes is good. Is this the diet that got the Runner's World cover? Yes. Uh, no, yes. <laughs> no, yes. A little bit. Yeah. Amy, how about you? Yeah, I would say don't underestimate the power of just walking. Walking. Choose to walk versus get in our cars. Now, those folks that are here from California, I know we really, really love our cars. But if you choose to walk your kids to school versus drive your kids to school or walk to the grocery store, you will be amazed at the health benefits you can get just from walking. Great tips. Okay, so that's a great segue into this next one before we open it to the floor. Most of you have recently got your Apple Watches. We're going to run in them today. I'd love for you to share with the, the group your, your favorite thing so far. What I do like is just because we're fit doesn't mean that we don't sit. And a lot of you know now how sitting is really bad for you and how it can lead to metabolic conditions, you know, and all that stuff, and, you know, diabetes and heart disease and cancer. So it's really imperative that we don't sit for long periods of time besides that it's making us look like this. So it reminds you, if you're sitting for an hour, it'll remind me to stand up. And then once you move around for one minute, and that's amazing because that alone right there is going to change my life and it's changing everybody's lives because you got to get through that uh, sedentary lifestyle. We got to get past that. We have to just get up. Just because we work out for an hour doesn't mean that we're out of the clear. We have to not, you know, sit the rest of the day. That's not going to help us. Just because you work out doesn't mean you, you can sit all day. So I like the little, the little reminders on the phone. On the, it is a phone, too, but on my watch to tell me to get up. Get up and move. Great. <laughs> get up. How about you? My favorite thing is the tracking. So what I've done uh, or how much I've moved in a certain day or the previous day, the day after, it holds me accountable. Because even though I'm teaching all day, sometimes I get lazy to do my own workout. So, <laughs> you know, then I end up sitting and I get the sitting reminder <laughs> um, or the stand-up reminder. So it's just exciting for me to watch what I've done or what I need to do, what I need to work on for my own health. You mentioned backstage, it's like accountability, which people may not think that as a professional in this business, you need to be accountable, but exactly. your level of accountability, you still want to be able to make sure you're doing what you've set your goals to be. So. And it gives you awards. That's the most exciting I, thing. Um, I should have said yeah, that. I the love, awards. I love achievements. I'm yes. like, oh my gosh, I got a gold star today. Everybody loves a pat <laughs> in the back. Yeah. David, how about you? Uh, I, I love the playing with the watch. I mean... I've said it a million times, I'm a data junkie. I'm all about numbers and scales and things. But I actually, um, the first three times I took the watch out, I'm a treadmill runner, so learning to calibrate the watch outside, I thought was gonna be this really difficult thing and I was never gonna be accurate. It took me two runs and my mileage on the treadmill data was exactly the same as my outdoor runs, just two. And from then, I was able to play with things. That's, it's just creating a mileage goal 
a time goal, a calorie goal, there's like so many ways to play with that and make it, make it fun for yourself. And again, creating your own personal experience um, with your workout. So, I mean, that's the fun part of it, I think. Great. Amy. I would say hashtag interaction. I love to use it for social media and the connection that I get with folks that are also on fellow apps as me. So if they go out for a run, they can ping me and say, hey, I just finished my run. What are you doing now? And I love that because it provides a little bit of competition, interaction, and then you can see what everybody else is doing. It might, it might make you raise the bar a little bit, which I love. So connectedness. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Thank you very much for sharing your tips with us and your wisdom. We really appreciate it. And also for coming out to do this run. We're going to open it up to the floor. If anybody has any questions for these amazing experts, raise your hand and we will bring the mic around. Do you guys have any tips for getting back from an injury? You need to say it one more time. Um, do you have any tips for getting back from an injury? Like so question is, any tips it? for getting back from an injury? Do you want to Take it, Amy. Yeah, you I'll looked at it. me like you were yeah, ready. Absolutely. So obviously it depends on the injury and what your doctor recommends based on what you have going on. But everything is about small steps. So creating workouts that are going to just get you started. So it might be walking again, right? If get started on a five-minute walk, make sure that you're doing some mobility exercises before and after so that you can keep your body healthy. And obviously based on how you're progressing, you're then able to add on intensity based on where you're at with that injury. So I know it's hard because we want to just jump right in and get going because we were here before, but it just takes time, right? It takes time and you will get back. I was recently injured and it's also a good reminder to just be patient with yourself and sort of relearn that kind of step one. It's good for all of us from a mental perspective. Any other questions? Yeah. So first of all, thank you guys for being here. Better? All right, thank you guys for being here. My question is, uh, I know for a lot of people, schedules can get in the way, it gets pretty hectic, so no matter how hard they try, the first thing they want to skip is breakfast, right? So what is your go-to easy breakfast meal to grab when you're tight on time? I, I've been trying to stay away from shakes, so what I've been doing is, and this, may not, this might sound gross to some people, but I'll take two eggs, uh, gluten-free oatmeal, like a quarter to a half cup, cinnamon, a little bit of coconut milk, mix it all up. I made one for my friend over here the other day. And then I'll make it like a pancake and I'll put a little bit of coconut um, nectar on top. It's actually really good. You're like the real deal. You're like a chef. We should have done a little cooking show. I was going to say banana. Hers is a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take that long. Can I write that down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy. It tastes really good. You can put whatever on top. Like fruit. Yeah, she had, she had one. D David, you look like you had one. I, I was just going to add, um, I just learned this this year for me um, from other fitness professionals, meal prepping. It is so smart. Um, I have a hard time with breakfast. I get up very early and I, I usually can't eat too much until I have my long run. So what I do is I meal prep for four or five days. I make a large thing. For me, it's oatmeal. I think it's, it works really well for me. But I mix uh, canned pumpkin in it. Pumpkin is another really, really healthy thing to add for protein and a lot of vitamins and minerals. And it makes it taste totally different. I make a big, big batch of that. And literally, in the morning, it's just there. You just scoop it in a bowl, add a little bit of milk, and you're good to go. That kind of quickness will get you on a better habit. He's been holding his hand up for a while. And he's got a smile on his face. So is this... Uh, these, the tips were great from the trainers. Thank yeah. you, guys. Great. So this question is actually for you, Jay. 
So what, what is it that you're most excited about? And is there anything on the horizon you can tell us about that secret? Always someone in the audience <laughs> looking to see what we're doing in the future. Um, we love to surprise and delight, so I can only tell you what we're excited about now. I think what we're most excited about is um, seeing a real universal excitement around closing the rings on the watch. Um, the entire activity app was designed around trying to help the broadest amount of people be more active. And um, there's something really compelling and addictive for most people um, to close the rings. And it's not just a beginner sort of a thing. We have a lot of people that'll say to us, I'm just a beginner and I get excited because I didn't know that any of my day could count as exercise. And now I'm walking a little bit faster, getting out the subway stop two stops early to get more distance in. And then we're hearing from elite level athletes that are saying, I never thought I needed an activity tracker. I bought it for the messages because I run an hour and a half every morning, but I didn't realize I'm sitting on my butt all day. And this has actually gotten me to stand up. So I think we've been super pleased with the consumer feedback on the rings. And there's a growing sort of energy around hashtag close the rings and learning what people are doing to do that. And I think we love seeing that everything counts, whether you're an elite level person or whether you're just starting off. So thanks for the question. Thank you for all your tips. So this is kind of a personal question. When was the moment each and every one of you decided, I wanted to do fitness for life, and I wanted to do fitness as a career? When was that eye-opening moment where you were like, I want to do this forever, and I want to share this with the world? That's a great question. For me, it was uh, growing up with asthma. I wanted to be an athlete, I could tell, throughout all my years in school. You know, I'm older now, so back then I didn't have as many people to look up to for that. And um, it really was uh, challenging for me to go out for sports, and I want to be part of a team. And I couldn't do the suicides. I couldn't breathe. I was stuck to an inhaler, and that made me feel really insecure. And uh, I got into martial arts. I got into strength training. I got into fitness, and that got me to a point where I don't even need an inhaler anymore. Sure, it's still hard for me to do certain things, uh, and I'll get out of breath, but... I can push myself, I can do the hit. I'm doing things that people half my age in my class have a hard time doing. And that's because of fitness. So because of that, I wanted to share my experience with everybody else. So fitness helped my asthma a lot. For me, it was when I first started teaching at Equinox, I was just doing a SSI job, you know, to earn a little bit of money on the side. And then I started to get to know my clients and seeing their progress and noticing the way they change, not physically, but just emotionally, mentally, the way they were speaking to each other, the way they were talking about themselves had completely changed. Um, and that came from people that were beginners to very ad advanced athletes that were taking the classes. So in my head, I was like, well, if I'm able to help a person that just started working out, feel better about herself, and then keep another person motivated to keep moving and to help them help each other as a community, then this is what I'm meant to do. So. Um, for me, I think it was when I was really, really young, running was like the only thing I was good at. I was this really shy, awkward kid, and no matter how, how hard I tried to catch the football, it just kept hitting me in the face. Like, I was that kid. And, but I discovered one day that um, running is something that everybody owns. I, I really believe that walking and running is the, is the one thread 
in movement that binds us as human beings. It's two and a half million years old. It's so, it's so natural and so real. And I discovered that when I was really young that I didn't need anything else, just myself. And I owned that my whole life. And then when I became an adult, um, I realized that there was a lot of people out there who've lost their message in that kind of movement, getting back to the basics on how the human body is designed to move. And honestly, in running, there's this rich, beautiful, passionate history of running that I feel has not gotten lost, but hasn't bubbled up to the surface in a long time. And so I kind of dedicated myself to making sure that everybody realizes that running is for walking, running, jogging, it doesn't matter. It is for every single person. It's your right to own that. So um, I'm just, I just became committed to that and I, I'm obsessed. And this is why he'll be at the front on the run we're about to do. Yeah. So to be brutally honest, I've kind of always known. The first time I saw somebody leading a workout on TV, I wanted to be that person and I wanted to have my own line of fitness videos at the time. And I started teaching group fitness to my church ladies when I know am I on Saturday Night Live, church ladies, but when I was 13 years old and from there I went and got my group fitness certification and where I grew up in Utah, it was pretty common that most women became school teachers and nurses. And so I thought, well, I'll become a school teacher and I will teach group fitness on the side and I'll be the cheerleading coach. That's what I'm going to do. So I got into the teaching program and there was a lot of application for that. I was sitting in the back of the room for orientation and I said, Amy, you don't want to do this. You want to do something that has to do with group fitness, exercise, physiology. So I truly walked out, took my books back, and changed my major to exercise physiology that day. And the rest is history. And we're luckier for it. So glad. Can you help me give a really warm round of applause to our experts from Equinox for sharing their tips with us and being here tonight. We really, really appreciate you being here.